You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. Our mission is to help people win by living a genuine Jesus-filled life. If you are ever in Cameron, Missouri, then come and join us and be a part of the Passion Church family. You can visit our website, passionchurchmo.com, to find out more about us. Turn with me to Luke 6 chapter. Jesus is walking along one day uh, with his disciples, and they're picking uh, some wheat, and they're eating, you know, wheat from the field as they've, it says stalks or corn or what it looks like, but when it says corn, it's talking about wheat, and they're rubbing it in their hands, and they're eating it, and they, so there were some religious folk around. How many of those religious folk hate it when you do something outside of the box? And Jesus and his disciples are doing this, and so they want to turn it into a Sabbath day argument. And Jesus says, don't you understand that the Sabbath was made for man? It was made so that man will stop his work and take some rest. It's not made that man should run around making the Sabbath day. It's not that. It's that man would stop and reflect on God one day a week. Man would stop and reflect on his God. That deserves worship, not the day. Are you with me? And so verse 5, chapter 6, verse 5. And he said unto them, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Now when he speaks Son of Man, he's comparing himself to you and I. He's saying, me, a spirit-filled man, I have the authority over the man-made things here in this life. Just not over my God. Look at this, verse 6. And it came to pass... Also on another Sabbath, that he entered into the synagogue and taught, and there was a man whose right hand was withered. That word withered is the word zeros, zeros. It's spelled X-E-R-O-S, just in case you wanted to write that down. Zeros. And zeros just simply means withered up like grass. Anyone ever been out in the summertime? When you get intense heat and there hasn't been any rain for a while, how the grass becomes brown like carpet, it just goes away. It's not pleasant. Yay, 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 yay. Those of you that are streaming, you probably can't hear that. <laughs> but we got, we got shouting all over the house. So look at this. This man's hand is withered up. It, it, it can't be used. It's unusable. Turn to your neighbor and say, it was unusable. Okay. Verse 7, and the scribes and the Pharisees watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath. They were looking for something to trip him up, that they might find an accusation against him. Come on. If you want to mess up the religious world, do something outside of the box, they'll find something wrong with what you have done. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath that they might find accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts. Don't you, isn't it awesome? God knows your thoughts. And he said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up, stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Jesus unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good or to do evil? To save life or to destroy it? And looking round about upon all of them, 
He said unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Yes. <laughs> and this is my favorite verse. Verse 11. And they, meaning the religious crowd, were all filled with madness and communed one with another that they might, what they might do to Jesus. I've, I've preached out of this passage a few times. I'm not going to make a long, drawn-out sermon today. I just want to illustrate a point. But I, when I, every time I do, I always want to focus on that last verse. Because anytime you do something outside of the box, just a little bit different than the norm, it causes Here, hold this microphone. Hold, hold it up here. It causes lunacy. People lose, thank you. People lose their minds. He's like, what was that all about? No, it causes people to lose their mind. Now, I know if there's, a, if there's even one religious spirit in this house, it's going to leave and it's going to go, I can't believe they didn't have them young people up there and they all ran and they laid hands on them. That's just how the enemy does because he doesn't want God's kingdom to, to advance. He doesn't want young people to get excited for God. He thinks he's got them trapped in a video game world. He thinks he's got them trapped in their trouble and in their stress. He thinks he's got them trapped in the social trappings of their age. And for them to come into the house of God and do something different than the norm and not act like an average young person drives him insane. Yes. I got two happy people in the house. Drives them insane. Look at this. Mm. So there's five points here. I'll make them all very, very quick. Jesus sees an opportunity and he says, is it wrong to do good on the wrong day for you? Or is it right to do good any day? Because all the days belong to God. He hit them right where he knew they were thinking. He said, before I do anything, let's just take care of the spirit, the, the religious spirit in the house. Before I make this miracle come to pass, let's just go ahead and hit the devil where it hurts. Well, they couldn't tell him it was wrong. It's never wrong to do good, right? Never wrong to do good. It's never the wrong time to do good. So look at this. He says to this man with the withered hand, he has an obvious situation. And isn't it beautiful that when, when God chooses your day? He, it was this man's day. It was his opportunity. Jesus is seizing the opportunity to set a man free who needed to be free. How many knows if there's a malady in your life, you're not living your life to the fullest? And some of us have physical maladies, some of us have spiritual maladies, some of us have emotional malady. Makes no difference. An emotional problem can be just as crippling as a, as a physical problem, right? Right? And so this is this man's day. He's in the presence of the Lord. This is his time. This is the season for him. And Jesus knows it. But he goes and has and he deals with the religious spirit. Here's what he does. 
He says, I want you to rise up. Get out from where you are. Some, in order to get your healing, oftentimes you have to determine, I've been here long enough. How many have read the story about the man laid by the pool for 38 years? He finally had to decide enough's enough. Jesus came to him with the right question. He says, if, if I heal you, will you be healed? If I heal you, will you rise up? If I heal you, will you receive your healing today? If we go to that direction and I pull for you to be healed, will you be healed? So you have to get up from where you are. You have to not stay pinned down. The enemy wants to pin you to the mat and keep you there. He wants you to cry the divine uncles and say, I just can't win. That is a lie from the pit of hell because Jesus Christ has made you more than a conqueror. He already fought the spiritual battles for you. He's already done all that needs to be done for you for you to get to the next stage where you need to be. So you've got to determine in your heart to rise up. Slap your neighbor a high five and say, I'm going to rise up. All right? So he says, rise up and stand forth in the midst. Now, this one is very important. Listen to me. If things are going to change in your life, you not only have to get up from where you've been pinned, but you got to determine in your heart, I'm coming out from among them. I'm coming out from my past. I'm coming out from the things I've done, the places I've been, the people I hung with. I don't need that world anymore. I need this new thing God's doing in my life. Are you okay with that? Doesn't matter. It's in the Word. Steve and I were relating not long ago. I was talking about coming out from among them. This is what made me turn this direction. As we were talking about, you know, the old days, and he was sharing with me when he used to travel and play in secular music and play in the bars, and we were discussing he didn't get into trouble, but some people that he traveled with got into some trouble And there came the day when the Lord got a hold of his life. He was still playing uh, secular music, but the Lord had gotten a hold of his life, and things were changing in his life. And then one day came the epiphany. I just can't do that anymore. And on that day, he turned his talents over to God. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to come out from all of our past start anew start afresh amen. how many have had a fresh start in God amen. amen amen all right let me finish so first you must get up from where you are secondly you must separate yourself from everyone else number three and this is the most difficult one of all and ladies you have had a weekend in that has been like no other yeah. it started off awesome with all the labels that ladies wear how the Lord wants to take all those off and put one label on you his child love of his life apple of his eye and then transferred into the betrayal of a loved one. Many of us have gone through that. The pain and the sorrow 
the heartache of being betrayed by somebody you love. It's deep and it's heart-wrenching. And then it ended with someone being taken advantage of, perpetrated upon. And how difficult, how confusing, how distressing all of that is. And the hardest thing to do is the next thing Jesus asked this man to do. He says, rise up. Separate yourself. And now stand out here in the midst. And let everybody, I'm going to do this just for, for illustration purposes. And show everybody your weakness. Of all the things Jesus just said, this one's the most difficult to be vulnerable. To tell what happened to me. To let everyone see the weakness in me, the heartache in me, the difficulty in me. To let everyone on the inside of my mental and emotional frustration. Are you asking me, Jesus, to just tell them everything? Especially the ugly? To just dump it out there, all of the nastiness, all the hidden things that I've never let anyone see or ever let anyone know? Is that what you're asking me to do? That's what he's asking. Do you know why? The reason God will ask us sometimes to step out and just spill it all. Not only is it a necessary process for our healing. <laughs> but what you won't acknowledge or bring to the forefront can't be healed. If you're going to continuously hide in your past the things that have scarred you and never be honest about them, then the scar never really heals. It just stays a scab. Ready to be picked open at any moment. The wrong attitude, the wrong word, the wrong thought, the wrong thing that's said, just picking away. And it can be ripped open and open and open over and over and over and over and over and over. But... When you reveal it, as embarrassed of it as you might be, when you bring it out and your pride falls to the ground and you don't care what anyone else thinks, suddenly now there's no more scabbing. It's just a faint reminder of what happened to you in the past. A wound that is healed you haven't forgotten, but you got the evidence that it's no longer a wound. Just a reminder. And so Jesus says, rise up, separate, stand out here in the midst, 
and let them see. And here's the beauty. The man was obedient to the word. Jesus being the word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The 12-year-old who stood in the temple and argued the law with the lawyers. The word himself spoke logos in this moment and said, be healed. Be healed. And out of his rhema, the logos spoke. He spoke rhema, but he was the logos. He is the word incarnate. He is the written word on the pages of your Bible. He is the one that released it. And through his rhema word in a logos moment, this man was told, stretch that out. He couldn't do it on his own. That had to seem like an impossible request. But because he heard the word, faith cometh by and hearing by the, because he heard the word, <laughs> even though he didn't know how, he tried to act on the word. How do you make something work that doesn't work? How do you stretch something out that doesn't stretch out? Well, you can't on your own without the command of God. But when the command of God and faith come together, and you believe what you've just heard, in my own effort, I could do it all day. But in that moment, faith was alive. In that moment, this man knew this is my moment. He's already heard, it's been noised abroad what Jesus can do. And here at the most, the least moment of expectancy in his life, he came to church to hear a word. He didn't come to church to hear the word. And when Jesus said, now act on what you've heard, stretch it out, suddenly, right before everyone's eyes, his malady was no more. Stretch it out. God came today to heal, and he's asking us to stretch it out. Stretch it out. My final thought, and I'll quit with this. <laughs> I can get this out before noon. My final thought is this. Not everybody's going to be happy about your miracle. When you come out from the church norm and you do something outside of the box, not everybody's going to be happy about that. And not everybody's going to be happy about your healing because it came in an unorthodox way. They're going to be upset. And they're going to be fuming. And they're going to be insane. But like a little defiant child, you just need to put your fingers in your ears and go, la, 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 la. 
My God can do what my God wants to do any way he wants to do it, any time he wants to do it. And I'll be ready to receive it when he's defined my moment. And today was a defining moment for some beautiful young faces in this place. God's not done. He's not done. He's not done. Father, we've come into this house, Father, because we don't have some preconceived notion of what you should do or how you should do it. We just know you're here. And in our human frailty, Father, we want to do everything within our own power and our own ability, Father, to just entertain you in this place. It may be outside of the norm, and it might break tradition, but here we are, God. Here we are. Here we are, God. This might be my moment. This might be my day that my heart gets healed, my mind gets free, my body gets free. I'm ready for my day. I'm ready for my moment. I'm ready for my encounter with you, God. I am ready. All across this building, just quickly, if you're here today, there's something that you need a healing for, body, soul, or spirit. Would you raise your hand? Be honest. Thank you. Look at all the honesty. Look at this beautiful honesty all over this house. I need a healing, God. I need a healing, God. I want your touch. And you, Father, are able to go outside of the social norms and the church norms to reach me. And I'll meet you where you are. I'll stand out in the midst. I'll, I'll stretch forth whatever you want shown, God, that I could be free. That I could always remain free. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you on Facebook or Instagram at Passion Church Mo. Until next time, God bless.